Welcome to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast as we celebrate life change through the ministries of Peace Church. Welcome back to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Brad Perry, mobilization pastor here at Peace Church. And we are joined today by Brian Tippett, our pastor of member care. So Brian, first, welcome to the podcast. And then if you would, just give us a quick overview of the ministries that you lead as the pastor of member care. Absolutely. Man, thanks for having me. For Appreciate sure. it. Um, I look at my member care uh, pastor in three circles. One is our senior saints, our elderly, whatever title you want to put with that, and uh, looking after them. Definitely our hospital visitation program, which has been unique through COVID. And then finally is our counseling, which we really like to use the term coaching, premarital, post, um, individuals. And so that's been an area that has been growing. So it's those three circles mm-hmm. as the way I look at it. So I, I'm going to already throw off a little bit. Absolutely. Just off of that, man. So let's say someone has a counseling need, whether it's premarital or just they're having some struggles in their life. Like, how do they initiate that with the church to say, I need some help in this area? Great question. So whenever a pastor on our staff gets asked to perform or officiate a wedding, um, it is our policy that they need to go through premarital counseling. So it comes through our office. But also we have been contacted by our community about, hey, can we? And so that's kind of falls in my area. And then we also have some other volunteers that's on our staff that can get a hold of that. So um, it's on our website, but it's also in part of the program when someone comes in to be married or use our church. It's in that initial forms that they have to fill out that, hey, you need to go through premarital counseling. And I'll tell you something else I'd like to add too, Brad, is that we're learning also that premarital is not an end-all, be-all Right. that um, it's so encouraging that we have couples that are involved in our church or in our community that a lot of things come out after you say, I do. And we want to also be that church that is post. And so um, we want to encourage our couples that your church is still here, your staff is still here, your coaching is still here to work through those bumps in the roads. And so, Yeah. Um, so you talked about a little bit before just some of the obstacles that are there because mm-hmm. of COVID, obviously mm-hmm. not being able to meet regularly. So what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome during these last few months? Man, great question. It, it's, you know, it's, it's just the live visits. We can't do the live visits. You know, I was just on the phone today with a member who um, is going through some tough times and you just can't be there. She can't be there for her family member. And so that's really hurt to not be there for hospital visits or to be there in the waiting room uh, to congratulate a family and having a baby. It's just it's just the life. So with that being said, we've really tried to look at technology and using that. But then there's certain people that have the technology of Zoom meetings or um, Skype. Mm-hmm. But there's also we're limited as certain uh, demographics. Our church doesn't have that, so we're really navigating through some stuff. But just this morning, I just there were several people I have on my list to call, and so we've been really utilizing the phone call and just the voice, hearing someone live, especially our widows and stuff, means a lot. Yeah. So, so with the, so how have you been staying connected? So uh, that's a great question. So what we've been doing is, uh, particularly in my department and our goals that we set periodically here at our staff, is mm-hmm. that we determine to uh, print off every member 
of our church, active, inactive, and we were going to call them. And, man, God placed in my little um, silo area uh, uh, some really good people, uh, godly people that have helped me call. So we have called every member, left a message, or contacted through email to see how you're doing, is do you have a need, how a prayer request, and then we also did kind of some maintenance um, just to update uh, phone numbers, addresses, because you know as we go through our ACS system, we've learned that a lot of information is out, out of date. And right. so we've been able to do two things. One, to reach out by phone, by email. We're here. Do you have a need? And second, to um, correct a lot of information. It's just got no because a lot of people don't think I've moved. That number's changed. That number is no longer. So that's how we've been uh, being more active. It was a really neat time to be able to go through that and clean that up. For sure. And let us know we're here. Well, since we're, you know, obviously you talked about the emails that, that you've sent out, the phone mm-hmm. calls. So since we're not being able to meet here regularly, what's the best way for our members to just let us know about needs, whether it's hospital needs, um, even financial needs, or just personal needs that they've got? What's the best way for them to relay that information to yeah. you or to the staff? Yeah, and the phone. Phone and emails have been great, and um, that's how we got some information this morning. You know, occasionally we'll try to look on Facebook and we'll hear things or admin will hear things. But we just still need to get that contact of by phone or by email because it's so hard for us to know um, when we don't meet regularly. Um, so we're trying just to get our people to, when you know of a member or need, contact us either through email or phone because that's just so important at this time. Um and that because a lot of this is word of mouth. Hey, did you know? Did you hear? And so once we get that, we'll we will move on that by contacting them. So it's it's basically just reminding them, hey, we're still here, we still care, and we want to contact you. Yeah. If we can't be there live, we want to contact you by email or phone. So. Yeah. And you talked earlier. You said mm-hmm. talked about setting goals. So what are some yeah. of the goals that you've got for me? Because it's a brand new ministry that we're we've got somebody that's full-time focused on it so what do you what are just the goals as we kickstart this member care ministry man thanks for asking that because um covid has really thrown a curveball to a lot of our ministries but we want our membership of peace church to be healthy both physically and definitely spiritually through this time and this has really brought to surface some areas that we can work on and some that um we're doing well in and so one of the goals we want is more member involvement. As we continue to grow, as we, you know, Brad, you and uh, Aaron have taught new members class, we hear this all the time that a lot of people are afraid to come to Peace Church because of its size due to our town and community. But we want the member care to make sure that when you join, when you get connected to Peace Church, you are going to be remembered and and cared for and loved that as the church grows, because loving things grow, Mm -hmm. we want to still be connecting of needs of spiritual celebrations, whatever's going on, we want to be there. And so one of the goals we have is this, I want to see more of our members getting involved with the ministry. There are people that do hospital visits just as well as us as staff does. They're Mm -hmm. good at it. Uh, They're good with the nursing home. I had an idea and I like to share this if I could. One of the goals I want to do is that, um, Marriage, we, we, we love our married couples here, but um, we want to do a marriage 
um, date night where a young couple will be connected to an older married mm-hmm. couple to go out. And I had questions for both to ask because in connecting, there's so much we can learn from our older members who have been faithful, who have gone through a lot. Um, we want to connect those generations. We, we want to be proud of a peace church that is intergenerational with its ministries. Um, I want to say something I could here, Brad. Mm-hmm. One thing that excites me about being a member of CARE in those three circles, especially our older, is that it seems like when we look at our buildings and we look at our staffing, we, we do really well. And we, we, we're, we're grateful for this, that we have a great nursery, children's department, student center. But we don't want to get the impression that once you get out of that or older, there's nothing for you, mm-hmm. that we need you. We need um, our elder members. We need your faithfulness. We need your stories. Uh, we need you in Titus 2 as the older generation, mm-hmm. teaching the younger that you are someone we can point to. Yeah. I think um, that's why we talk so much about the importance of Christ-centered relationships, because yes. we need it. And mm-hmm. and we try to, like you said, we try to create atmospheres, environments that foster that. So whether yeah. it's in your life group or there's in your D group, mm-hmm. just having those older generations mm-hmm. who can pour mm-hmm. into the younger generations, mm-hmm. I think, is so, man, so important. I love the idea of that. that that's really yeah. cool. Brad, last week I had a, an unexpected phone call from someone out of state, an, an older, um, godly man that uh, he'll never know. I called him back how much that phone call meant that he said my name came up, and he just called me, and it was such a bl- I'm still talking about it. Mm-hmm. And he just said, hey, I want you to know we're praying for you. Uh, want to check on how you're doing, and um, just challenged me, and it was so encouraging. And uh, we have great seniors me- members here, great godly people that have so much to share. Sometimes we just don't provide that avenue, and I want yeah. to see one of the goals in providing those on ramps when someone's going through something uh, tragic or something, they can go to someone who's walked that with mm-hmm. them. Um, I think that's very important yeah, Absolutely, that our older is reaching out to our younger. Man, for sure. Talking through, because another piece that you talked about early on was just that counseling or the coaching piece. Why is that so important in the church? Uh, the coaching aspect of that circle. Yeah, I, I think it's important because I think we have lived, and I knew I grew up um, being a baby boomer, uh, as I'm reminded of. Um, we grew up that we have somehow bought in that Christians should have it all together mm-hmm. and that if you're saved, once you are saved, you don't have problems. Well, nothing's further from the truth of that. Yeah. That when we have hard times, we are not forsaken, that God is still there. Um, and I believe it's been a stigma of either I'm not supposed to feel this way or I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to act like this isn't going well. And we want to be transparent. And the more we've done life-on-life D groups, that is open up dialogue of, I never knew you went through that. I didn't know you thought like that or you went through. And just that connectiveness that we all can hurt in different ways has just been invaluable. And that I don't want to ever portray that I got it all together, that I struggle, that um, I'm wondering where is God in this situation, um, that I can trust his heart when I'm not sure what his hand is doing. Man, people need to hear that. And so Mm -hmm. in coaching and counseling, it's good, first of all, to relate and to get those things off the chest. And second, to walk with them through that. Not just, hey, that's bad, but let's walk through some processes of this, of how you can break that addiction or realize God is faithful Mm -hmm. when you aren't. 
And so I just think it's good that we walk with them and to see them through the end, not just the beginning of that saying, hey, that's, I can relate. But yeah. there's also some truths or to God's words we can look to that can answer those questions. So. Yeah, dude, that, Sorry. that's awesome because I think you're, you're right. Because I came up in that same generation where you just, you act like everything's okay. Like we got really good at putting on faces at mm-hmm. church. And it's yeah. really easy to, to say all the right things in these large group settings. And um, I think one of the things that's yeah. been so important is these smaller group atmospheres, mm-hmm. D groups, life groups, mm-hmm. where we can actually kind of drop that a little bit, be more transparent. Absolutely. And just have the freedom to express, this is where I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. there's no shame in that. Like, mm-hmm. like suffering is a normal part of the Christian life. And so suffering is not sin. You know, mm-hmm. you having a struggle is mm-hmm. not mean that, that you're some mm-hmm. huge sinner. Mm-hmm. It means you're, you're an mm-hmm. ap- a believer, you know, yeah. you're a normal follower of Christ. And yeah. so I love that we're making that yeah. focus and, and thank you for giving can, us. Can I add one more thing yes. to that too, Brad? Uh, something else that we've also realized is that I grew up in a, again, uh, in church that when, boy, I felt conviction of the Holy Spirit through a sermon that I went to the altar, I would say a prayer. I, I would be sincere in that prayer of committing or recommitting or, or forsaking something but that was just to me where the line was drawn in the sand that I want, I needed to walk away from that knowing, now what do I do next with that? And so I, I really have a passion for our church that when we hear from God's Word on Sunday morning, that when a pastor touches on subject, maybe with um, an addictive behavior or problematic types things, that when someone comes forward and they admit, okay, that's me, that when they walk away, there is something a program of, of, I hate to use the word, but a relationship of we want to walk you through this. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a D group where you can have real authentic um, um, Q&A, you know, that's going to touch on those uh, Mm -hmm. problems or how are you doing in this area and some accountability. And so I believe that's more important because, again, we grew up that once you went to the altar, everything's okay. Well, man, you just drew the line in the sand. Satan's going to come back hard. And so we want to be able to say there is a place to go to that will see you through that process. And so I, I think we need to be careful. Man, the altar calls are great, and what God's mm-hmm. doing there is His work. But but to let a, a member or guest know we're here for you to walk you through that process, and yeah. sometimes coaching or counseling will help. Yeah, and that's great. Uh, well, this, this podcast is all about celebrating life change. So here Absolutely. at Peace Church, we say. Our mission is to uh, glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. So, man, could you just share a life change story, whether it's from counseling, coaching, whether it's from your D group or life group or whatever it may be, just share with us a life change story that you see. Absolutely. I've got two real quickly. One is um, I've been meeting on Zoom, and it's been a great avenue. Um, groups of people and um, there was a young man this spring who uh, accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and just exciting and everything we have seen there has been life change and so um, he hasn't got baptized yet because we're in this quarantine but I just mm-hmm. praise the Lord of, of he didn't assume but that God pointed and um, and the Holy Spirit moved on his life and he said yes and then um, I've got some other groups I meet some D groups where we deal with some problems of addictive behavior and uh, boy I've had uh, another I consider a young man who has just um, really stepped over of um, I'm not going to be the flesh will not rule in my life and I've been so encouraged even through this COVID 
of um, a life change of where uh, boundaries are being put up and uh, I, he's guarding his life and he's having a, um, I just tell a difference. He has, he has been one of uh, frightened, scared, and um, I'm not sure if I can do this anymore or the repetitive behavior that sometimes a repetitive behavior that keeps mm-hmm. going, confess it and do it. Yeah. That there is definitely some growth there. And so just because we're in this quarantine or COVID doesn't mean that we can't have life on life through Zoom calls, through phone, through accountability. And I'm just really grateful for that and that yeah. uh, we can use some technology and still connect even though we don't see each other face to face. Well, before we get out of here, how can we be praying for you Boy, um I appreciate that, Brad. Uh, a lot of people and, and some of your listeners may know that, you know, my wife and, and family are going through. We have a 31-year-old son who is uh, living with cancer. And so we've had some highs and lows, but lately we've had some really good reports. So just for us to stay faithful and keep our eyes on, on the Lord and to be all we need be for his kingdom and for our family here. Um, so one is kind of just personal, mm-hmm. but I also want to praise the Lord that, man, he has been faithful. And I just want to brag on God. Mm-hmm. Um Getting those phone calls of um, good reports just means so much. Yeah. The the second thing I would say is, um, it's tough when we're not meeting together, thinking that the church is us gathering in this building, that we are still the church. Mm-hmm. And 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 so this is real. I, I just want our people to realize that the church is within us, that we gather to be sent, but not to feel that we can't have church if we're not in this building. I, I love this building, but it is just it. It's a building. It's a point of gathering that we are still the church. So one prayer is this, that we would grow in this time that the church is with us and that we can take it out. We can be a part of this community. I just I just pray that not just Peace Church, but other churches in our town, God would just release that, that um, we would move past the point that we believe having church is when we're here at certain times of the week within these walls. And, and I just pray God releases us, release us that we are the church, mm-hmm. that this is the body. And so, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, look, before we get out of here, one of the things we like to do on this podcast is just to get to know you a little okay. bit so our people can know you. Uh, just some rapid-fire questions. All right. And uh, you don't know what's coming up, so this is fun for me. Buckle up. That's right, absolutely. So did you have a nickname growing up? If you did, what was it? And does anybody still call you that? I, I, okay, great. Yeah, good question. So it was Bert. My dad was, uh, his name was Albert. And in high school, and it came around sports, people would call me Bert. And it was a really quick, funny story. My dad was at a ball game. We were away game. And so, you know, usually the fans sit right behind the bench. And uh, my dad didn't realize that I was becoming known as Bert and not Brian. And so the coach went, Bert. And and Dad is behind our bench, literally. He's looking up like, why is the coach calling my name to call me in? And it was me. And so no one calls me that anymore. But, um, man, I found that endearing because it was my dad's yeah. name. And so Bert was my nickname. That's awesome. Other than the job you have, what do you think you'd be really good at? Um, this is funny you're asking. My <laughs> wife and I were just talking the other day because I, I, I like to argue. She said I would have been a really good lawyer. Um, I don't know what area, but um, I just like to argue. And I like to win arguments. <laughs> and so she said a lawyer. But I am so glad I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, What do you regret not doing or starting when you were younger? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go spiritual on this yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Um, is discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, man, 
as I look back of uh, my ministry in Tennessee and Oklahoma and Virginia, and my wife and I just had a chance to visit there this past weekend, along with the point of seeing salvation happen, I wish there was discipleship because I love one-on-one. I love relationship. I value that and never realized the importance of doing life on life together mm-hmm. for life change and seeing that. I, I just I, I, only glory knows or would know if I had done more of that I wouldn't hear some of those tragic stories that you hear sometimes in ministry of a great start, but not a finish or not a continuation yeah. of that. So I, I didn't mean to go spiritual on that no, rapid it's good. fire, but man, that first thing popped no, my that's, mind. That's good. Um, when I did this with Adam, he cried twice during, during this time, so he got like real <laughs> sentimental. So I never know what's going to happen it. during these things. All right. um, what's something you will never do again? I will never on staff retreat when I go to a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> say to the waiter, surprise me. Can you I share that story with actually? Uh, I think Carl touched think on it on one of your Carl's earlier episode. podcasts. We are on a staff retreat. We're in Lynchburg, Virginia, having just a great time. I yeah. love our staff retreats. And I uh, went to Lockerhead. My daughter met me there, Jessica, mm-hmm. and we were having a good time, and I was feeling good. And I said to the waiter, surprise me. And he asked, did I like certain foods? I said, I love certain foods. <laughs> and he surprised me. And the surprise... Uh, didn't hit me at the time. It was delicious. But the next morning as we were in the hotel, I yeah. think you and I even met, I, I didn't eat breakfast that morning. And the surprise hit me about 12 hours from that point. And I was pretty much wiped out for the rest of the time at the, uh, at the hotel there. And I couldn't wait to get home. Lost my <laughs> roommate during that process as he was getting out of there. Oh, but <laughs> that's a regret. Yeah. It is. Uh, everybody, I think everybody knows this about you, but you're a huge Brian Regan fan. So give me your favorite Brian Regan joke or your favorite Brian oh, Regan man. line. Dude. Um oh there's so many. Dude, that's a great question. Um, let me think. Um yeah, I, I gotta say, um what the one that's popped in my mind, there's so many good ones, is mm-hmm. I walked on the moon. Yeah. How you've got someone that dominates and sometimes we as pastors we dominate conversation and of course Brian Regan said, Hey, I'd love to be in a setting to where you got the me talker, me, myself, and he's talking, talking. It's all about him. And just for the guy who literally one of the astronauts who walked on and just simply said, I walked on the moon. It kind of kills anything else of, of, of how much money you made, where you've lived, and your vacation homes. I yeah. walked on the moon. You can't top that. So I you know, um, hope people will check out Brian. I, I live with a I walked on the moon person in Casey. Okay. Because you get around telling your story. And if you know her story, she delivered her own baby That's by right. herself. So it's just like, same kind of thing. She's got that ultimate trump Mic card. drop. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, well, I deliver my own baby. So, That's the so truth. She, that the is the truth. Adeline is a special young lady. That's she right. Is, she is. All uh, right, so what's your favorite meal other than the one at La Corretta? Man, I, I am just a simple guy. Steak, baked potato, and salad. I just love that. Besides La Corretta. Thank you. Sit like hey, hey, we gave the right. name. Sorry. Here we go. Um, what sound does a dolphin make? Um, it, it's kind of. No, um, you got to. Oh, do, you got to do it. Oh, boy. Oh, there we go. Um, what, 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 something like. It's high pitched like that. <laughs> I don't think it's good. exactly like that. I'm going to SeaWorld next weekend. Okay. So I'll, oh. I'll, I'll see if that works. <laughs> I, I've been. I should have watched some Flipper episodes. That's, That's going right. to date me Zipper. a lot. <laughs> he was a rough. He's surly. Head <laughs> with your surly ways. So any any of your podcast listeners remember Flipper episodes. That's right. All right, man. This one can be serious. So who inspires you to be better? Man, um, 
and uh, my wife, my family, mm-hmm. um, through this uh, situation with our, our son being home with us and a sickness, um, I just, as I get older, I want to be better for my family and that as he has um, a lot of tension is on him in prayers that I still have other family members, uh, a son-in-law, son-in-law-to-be, my, my daughters, that I just want to leave a household of faith with my family, that, that they continue of what I've inherited from my father, from my grandparents on both sides, from my mother. I just want that to continue because I, I shared a couple of weeks ago when I spoke that we're just literally one generation away of that, that, that family no longer believes in God. It's just that one generation away. Uh, I know this is serious, and I just feel we need to think like that as we get older. Um, and as I become a grandparent, my wife and I, this uh, last year, that I'm already having prayers over her, over her accepting Christ as Lord, saying her being disciple, her falling madly in love with God, and her marrying a person that's just as committed as she is, that that generation goes on. Because Kimberly and I will be off the scene, but I want to know that those behind us found us faithful and that they will be faithful. Yeah. So that's it. Last question is this, man. All right, buddy. If you could ask God one question, what would it be? Man. Why me uh, in the ministry and the calling? Um, I hope I never get over that. And of course, your, your grandfather, your pa, um, he never got over his salvation, which... I hope uh, just to explain that he he always referenced it that day that he got saved. So I'm so happy I'm saved. But on top of that, I just don't know why I was called into the ministry. But I'm so glad I was. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a lawyer. That's right. But I'm glad I was called. And then everyone's why because I just know me and I just don't know why me. So I'm, I appreciate the calling of not just being saved but also full time Christian work. So I'm awesome. always grateful for that. Well, Tip, thanks for joining us on the Life Change Podcast, man. You made it. You did great. Thank you all for joining in. We will see you in two weeks. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We hope that you were challenged and encouraged today as you listened. Until next time, Peace Church, you are sent. Let's go make disciples.